how to stop overeating or binge eating on chocolate. And why is it so hard to stop with just only one piece and not eating the entire bar of chocolate? These are the questions that I would like to answer today and give you also some suggestions how exactly you can do that. And for those of you who don't know me, I am Eugenia and the founder of Unlocks You, the eating psychology clinic, where we focus on giving you a mind plan instead of a diet plan so you can regain your control around food. I'd like to give you three, I find very fascinating and interesting reasons why we feel like we can't stop eating chocolate. What is it about chocolate that just seems like has such control over us and over our lives? Sometimes people also say, I'm addicted to sugar. Something to consider, if we were really addicted to just sugar, we would just get a kg of white sugar and sit there in front of TV eating spoons full. But we're not doing it, right? Unless you're different, let me know in the comments. <laughs> but most of us don't do that. So it seems like it's not sugar. It's something else. And what is this exactly about chocolate that is, that's kind of causing that? Well, a lot of companies, and interestingly enough, I also uh, studied marketing and how to market products. It's really funny that now I'm basically, I know those tricks those companies have and now I'll work on the other side, right? How not to eat all of that stuff. But that's what I studied. And there are companies, they spend a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money uh, on or for research on scientists, but also product product uh, development and also how to present it to you, right? So when you go to the supermarket and you see all the packaging, it's just screaming into you, buy me, buy me, I look good, look me, look at me, I'm red and I'm yellow and I'm this and I'm that. So there's a lot of things happening actually here. As you see, it has nothing to do with any willpower. But again, what is it about chocolate? Chocolate comes with a ratio of two to one. So fat to carbohydrates. It's that specific ratio that seems to be working for us as humans. You know what else comes in that ratio? Breast milk. Breast milk comes with two to one ratio of fat to carbohydrates. Now, if you think about it, when we are babies, our mom feeds us, she holds us in her hands, she soothes us until we fall asleep, until we are really full and cozy and comfortable and feel loved. And of course, we develop that same relationship. We develop that same connection with that food. Now we grow up, we feel stressed, we feel overwhelmed, we had a long day. What is it that we're looking for? <laughs> it's no longer breast milk, right? But now we have something that is similar enough, which is chocolate. So something to think about. 
Also, chocolate in that combination of fat and sugar is really that perfect recipe, if you want to say, for dopamine. It releases dopamine. Okay, it sits off the dopamine receptors in your brain. And what is dopamine? Dopamine is that hormone that makes you feel really good. It makes you feel really happy while it is elevated. So no wonder, you know, when we feel down, when we feel sad, when we had a long day, when something is happening, even after a long week, we want something that gives us that feel good feeling. Dopamine. And we know how chocolate makes us feel. We know what will give us that buzz, that high. So we're going to go for it. That's why. That's another reason why. What is that? What is that so special about chocolate? That's another reason why you can't stop at one. But also what is interesting about dopamine. Dopamine is a hormone that was always designed for us as humans to want more. So to create something new, to continue growing as human society, to, to continue developing, to continue even hunting and gathering, right? Hunting and gathering. It's not a hormone that will ever give you that fullest sense of satisfaction. So when dopamine gets released in our brain, by even just looking at chocolate, okay, that's that predictive happiness and unfortunately that's how it works as well by the time when you see chocolate and you get that feeling oh I just wanted and you can't stop thinking about it that's actually because dopamine is here now to tell you get more get get it get it get it but we never feel that there is a sense of yep now I feel good I feel satisfied usually we want more and then usually after we had chocolate we want then maybe chips, maybe we want crisps, maybe we want to have the pretzels, maybe we want something else. That is because dopamine is that hormone that wants you to have more. Okay, so again, you are fighting your hormones. You're fighting actually just your biology. Number three, the third reason, potential reason why you feel like you can't stop with uh, after just one piece of chocolate interestingly enough we think in portion sizes and what I see with clients when I work with clients they say if I buy a piece of chocolate that comes like in a small piece of this wrapped up well yeah it's not ideal to have so many wrappers but for those who buy something that's in a single wrapper psychologically they seem to be okay to have just that one or an ice cream, when an ice cream comes in a wrapped up package, they have that one and they are okay. Where if we buy something that is in a bigger package and now we have to uh, break it down into portion sizes, that's where we struggle. Because again, our brain thinks in portion sizes. And if you're someone who grew up with the idea we need to finish everything that's on our plate, that's kind of where that rule comes in as well. Oh, I started eating that chocolate. I need to finish it. I need to finish what's there so it's not there anymore and I don't want to waste food, all of that stuff. So that's quite interesting and fascinating to really uh, maybe think about. Is that probably also one of the reasons why you feel you need to eat it, finish it all? 
Let me know which one resonates with you. Let me know in the comments. I really would love to see which of those resonates with you. And I would like to move into what you can do about it. Because it's great to know why, right? But ideally, we want to know what can help. Now, there is usually a combination of things. And in my work, I have seen that there are usually uh, between 8 and 13 often underlying and hidden reasons for why we can't stop eating, why we crave food, why we overeat and maybe even binge. I will add the link below in the comments for you to download that workbook because then you can have a look which one applies to you. What is your specific reason for craving food for overeating maybe and feeling probably like almost like you're addicted to food and chocolate and then in that workbook it's a free workbook that you can download and that free uh, you can also then learn what exactly you can do about it so there are a few things that i'm suggesting here but you can find more in the workbook as well so like I said, we've learned to get comfort, to feel comfort, to feel soothing through that ratio, right? Through, through let's say, breast milk, mama's milk. Um, and we get that with chocolate now as well. Now the key point or the key word here is now self-parenting and self-soothing. While we used to have that when we were little kids, or babies or toddlers later on in our lives we have to learn to do that for ourselves yes then we have a partner maybe we have other people who might give us a hug but in general we can't rely on other people so therefore or you know on chocolate or food or, or any other substances ideally we want to learn to soothe ourselves so notice what are the common uh, situations when you want to eat that food. It, is it when you feel certain feelings and you actually want to even change how you feel? Is that the case for you as well? And see what are the other things that you can do to really find that comfort, that soothing. Sometimes it's talking to that inner child of yours. So it's talking to yourself because your inner self, that little self, quite often at words. It wants affirmation, it wants something nice to hear, it wants to be heard, to be listened, especially as, as women. We want to be heard, we want to be, to be um, listened to. Yeah, that's what's important for us to always express, but we also need to listen to ourselves. Or there are other things that you might find uh, gives you that comfort as well. Also, I know you've heard that one before, but let me explain um, labeling food as bad and good. And let me explain it in psychological uh, terms and reasons. Because as you know, I, uh, for me, it's really important that we look into psychology for those behavioral changes, right? But also neuroscience, so the way our brain works. Now, we don't usually kind of crave broccoli right or cucumbers or tomatoes when we feel stressed and we also don't feel guilty when we eat those you might also not feel guilty when you have eggs or fish or chicken but you might feel guilty about certain other foods 
and everyone is different. Believe me or not, everyone is different. Some of the foods are quite common, but a lot of the time when I work with clients, I actually hear all sorts of things what they feel guilty about. Where are those rules coming from? Really challenge those rules. Because quite often when people say to me, I need to stop eating cho- I need to stop eating sugar. The question is why do we need to stop eating sugar? Do we need to stop eating sugar? Or can we just have less processed food and therefore have naturally less of those added sugars and have more natural sugars? Yeah, I don't think we have to stop eating sugar. It's just in what way are we consuming that? It's really important to stop really labeling here good and bad because as humans, we avoid, we avoid uh, pain, right? We avoid discomfort. That's our brain's mission, to avoid anything that's uncomfortable and seek pleasure. Now, if we feel guilty because we ate chocolate, we will be then trying to avoid that by seeking out pleasure. And quite often, we go for pleasure in a way that we know gives us pleasure, which is probably more chocolate and more food, and usually those high palatable, high calorie dense foods. So maybe that self-talk, that guilt, that bad food, good food, maybe that's not really ideal. Also, I was was talking about uh, dopamine. We get dopamine from eating chocolate. The problem about dopamine is that it, it comes fast, but it also disappears fast. We can't really rely on that because every time we want to feel good, we would need to have chocolate or have more food or have constantly something external. There is another hormone that makes you feel good, but it doesn't want or it doesn't make you want more. Remember that's what I was talking about. We always want more. Uh, with dopamine, serotonin. Serotonin is also another hormone that makes us feel good, but even more so or even better, makes us feel content, makes us feel quite joy, that pleasure. Yeah, but especially content. And if we feel content in our lives, we don't really seek out anything that gives us like that that extra, right? That makes us feel good, that extra buzz, that extra high, because we're already content. And we get that serotonin from things like being in nature, connecting with other people, having having something in our lives. Um, it might be work, it might be family, that feels meaningful and purposeful to you. Um, movement, exercise, uh, dancing, Uh, gratitude, meditation, this is what increases serotonin and you feel good almost at all times. So at least it's um, contentment that you carry. There are still difficult situations in life, but you still, you are much more uh, stable. You are much more, you're stronger, okay? Then also something that I feel uh, works really well with my clients is actually having food like chocolate regularly. When I say regularly, for some people it might be daily at the beginning, for other people it might uh, be every second day or a couple of times a week. 
when we integrate food on a regular basis, it no longer feels like anything special, okay? Because we're normalizing that food. Again, it's kind of that bad and good labeling as well. But it's when we start eating something every day, it becomes like, oh yeah, just another food. Okay, it really, really works well. Also, quite often uh, we crave high calorie dense food, including chocolate, including food that is sweet. Um, when we don't eat enough, when we are too hungry, when we skip meals, when we are cutting certain food groups, maybe even carbohydrates. So it's really important to have balanced meals. And that will be also part of the uh, workbook that I mentioned earlier. So again, I will put that into the link so you can download it and learn that way to see which of the eight hidden triggers is your reason for maybe food cravings, chocolate addiction, overeating, or maybe even binge eating. And then you can also learn what exactly you can do about it. So let me know what resonates with you. Let me know um, if you like this video and I will be doing more of those. For now, I really, really wish for you to enjoy your chocolate, love your chocolate without feeling like it takes over your life. Much, much love and talk to you soon. Bye.